Welcome to Cork Credit Union's uh, podcast. I'm Gary Hannon from Douglas Credit Union. I'm Kieran Regan from the Lock Credit Union. Putting unity back into community. Yeah. All right, Kevin, thanks a million um, for your time today. I know you're a very busy man at the moment. I suppose this is probably a busier summer than you're used to, especially from a club point of view. Um, we're going to start off, I suppose, one thing I suppose is to talk about the, the, the sponsorship and the partnership between Cork Credit Unions and um, Cork Senior Football Championship. Um, for us, and for what I believe, I think it's been a perfect, it is a perfect fit. We think we've a lot of the same values. But I guess let's get your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's definitely a great fit, Gary. And um, I think the values of both organisations are the same. And then the network and the structure of both organisations is actually quite similar as well in terms of the regional dispersal, in terms of the links with communities, and in terms of the links with, like I see the credit union very much as being a brand which is based in an area, let's say, whether it be Clonacilty Credit Union, you know, as opposed to just being just Cork Credit Unions in itself. They have a local identity as well as the, the county brand identity. That's identical to us. So there's great synergy there in terms of marketing and in terms of just that visceral connection where teams play matches and there's a credit union in that place, I think it's a great fit. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of worked out. We've seen it from a, a social media point of view, credit unions and their clubs and their local common bond thing is another credit union down in West Cork or North Cork, wherever it is, but credit unions that may have never communicated or talked to each other before are now talking to each other, which, which is great as well. And we're obviously at a point where we're all learning from each other, uh, which helps for us and we're all involved at some, or have been involved at some stage with our local clubs, you know, um, which, which, which is great as well. We've that dual identity as well, like where we're, we're Cork men, but we're also Kilmean men, or we're yeah. Cork football fans, but you could also be a Clannacilty football fan, so you've that dual identity, you get the best of both worlds. So I see yeah. that with Cork unions as well, and that, You've the branch identity, but then you've the general collective, so very much the same. And so, sometimes you have to sit in the fence when you, like in, in my own common man, where I grew up playing with Douglas, still involved in Douglas, but then we've got Passage West yeah, in, in the common band, we've got yeah. Shamrocks, we've got, you know, which, which is great. Um, even just, it kind of it's, it made me more aware of the work that goes on in what's seen as the smaller clubs uh, in the common band, because like, we've got two very big clubs, we've got Nemo Rangers as well within our, our common band, um, a club that has, look, it's, it's, it's an envy of many clubs around the county, what, what they've done and the way they, way they do things. But then you see the likes down, the, down in, in the country, from, especially from this, you're made more aware of what goes on in, in small, what's seen as smaller clubs down, down around the county. But they have fantastic facilities, first-class facilities you wouldn't see, you may not necessarily see in the city. Um, and... To us, it makes me jealous. I look, I look at a club like Ahata and and Inascar will be something similar as well. They've got fantastic facilities there that clubs in the city would only, could only dream of um, having, I know, because we would be stuck for the space ourselves and those, so we'd love some of the facilities that they have. Um, another thing, I, and I, it's something I, I know I'm involved, I coach on the 15 football team there in, in Douglas is... You get to kind of 14, 15, 16, and you see the drop-off rate. Now, I think it's more so in hurling than football, but the drop-off rate is there. Um, it's always been there. From when I, when I was playing at that age, there was a drop. You, you, you always lost one or two lads, but I think you're probably losing 
three, four, five, six players now at that age. Is there a plan? And it's something similar with ourselves in the credit union. I kind of mentioned we kind of have members that are either signed up by their parents or their grandparents as babies and they have accountants. They might come in at 15 or 16 to clean out the account. We never see them again. Um, and it's very hard to hang on to those uh, members. And it's the same the, in the GA. Is there a plan in place to try and keep those players or try and hang on to them? Well, the key thing at, at that age group is the games program. The games program is challenging because it must be quite nuanced in terms of catering for people who love playing and want to play a game every weekend. But it's not going to determine how they feel for the rest of the week if they lose by a point. Then we have other boys who want to play at a very elite competitive level and their coaches and their fathers might think likewise. But then in a club program, you have to cater for all of those people. So it's something I would think a lot about at that age group is how competitive should it be? It needs to be competitive to a degree because teenagers want something extra having played in the goal games as, as younger children, where it's all about participation and having fun, there must be a bit of an age added. Sometimes we get it wrong. There's too much of an age added. Um, and that would be one thing we would need to look at. Another thing we would need to look at, and we are trying to grapple with that, is where the star player on an underage team plays with an adult team and now has too many games, but his counterparts don't have enough games. So you try to design a fixture programme to cater for both. It's actually impossible if he's going to play all those games. So I'd be very much a fan of, of players playing with their own age group, playing with their own colleagues, contemporaries, rather than rushing into adult grades and then the underage games suffering because of that. So it's been quite controversial the last couple of years. Minor going to 17 and so on and discussions over what age grade we have above minor, whether it's 19, 20 or 21. I don't mind what it is as long as it gets more kids playing and managing that transition from youth to adult. You see it in female sports as well. It's that transition when they're turning from, they're at the in-between stage from youths and adults where we as an organisation get a bit confused as to what the appropriate games from is. And I would have general, one general view on that is generally if you listen to the clubs, if you listen to people, you get your answer there. So I think that would be the same thing for the credit unions is you listen to your target audience. They're yeah. telling you you want something. That's the best answer you can give. And sometimes we can pontificate a little bit about fixtures internally and say, well, we're the experts on this. We know how to run games. But you're not much good knowing if the kids aren't getting what they need. So I'd be very much listen to your listen to your customer base on that one. And that's yeah, it. no, yeah, hundred percent. Because even even go back to like when I I was lucky enough to play a, a, a very good football team growing up and some fantastic players around me and. We won. I remember we won. We won a minor county. We were first the team in, in Douglas to win a minor Premier County back in two thousand and four. Uh, Seems like a lifetime ago now. And of that team, I'd say by the age of twenty five, I'd say if you had four or five lads still playing, that was it. You know, I know obviously there's factors come into it. Lads go off to college and go working in different counties and everything else, and you you'll, you'll never keep them all. Um, and, and I suppose it's trying trying to help trying, trying to trying to find a happy medium is the same with the underage for everyone that keeps keeps them there and wanting to come back. And another thing I'll add to that, Gary, is, is the adult games programme then. Is when they're pitched into that adult games programme at 18, 19, is there games for everybody? Or do we just really want those one or two really good players to come on to our first team because we want to win a county? What's our second team doing in the club? What's our third team doing in the club? 
in a large urban area, have we got a fifth team? Because if we don't, we haven't even given an avenue to all those players. Because if you're in a, a city club and you have two under 16 teams, yeah. by definition, you have 15, 20 players coming on stream every year into your adult club. Have we got the right number of teams there? So you know, I know some senior clubs with five teams. I know others with three. What's happening to the other two teams in those clubs? So it would be a huge objective of mine that leagues, and we think we've the leagues in good shape now with the credit union leagues at, at county level. My ambition is you, your leagues will go from Division 1 to Division 12. And even down at that level, for the 35-year-olds who don't want to give up, for the 18-year-olds who are coming on stream but mightn't be the star in the club, are they getting a game every Saturday night for the summer months as a really healthy pastime? So so we talk about the dropouts, but have we got the games program at a level that can cope with that? We have a brilliant games program. If you're a really good player, you want to play senior hurdle football with Douglas, we have a great program there for you. You've got your round robin, you've got your games from County Final and Parky Keith. There's no fear yet. And one other thing I would say is it's not the end of the world that everyone doesn't play with Cork or play senior with their club. I think other people have uh, things going on in their lives, like getting married, having babies, having interesting jobs, going on summer tours, going to yeah. concerts. It's hardly a crime that people, everyone doesn't, in Ireland doesn't get up and think they must play GA and their life will be diminished if they don't do so. So I have a very healthy attitude towards that. I'd like them to want to play it though. I'd like them to say, I'm going to play in Division 12 with Douglas this year. It's the fifth team. I don't mind. I just want to play, meet some lads, have a point afterwards on a Saturday night. Not sure we've that program set up in terms of leagues. So my dream is that the leagues are one run right down the channel. And whatever age you are, whatever ability you are, you'll go to a club, they'll give you a game. You won't get abused for not being brilliant. You don't have to give up the drink for the summer to play Division 12. You'll get your five or six games. You'll get your two or three championship games. You'll have a bunch of friends of that age group. And you can come back next year and say, I want to play with the, a better Douglas team. I want to play Division 8 next year. I'm going to get fit for the winter. But it stops you falling out. Okay? The Douglas seniors might want to play 20 hurling games and 20 football games a year because they want to win the county. What about the, the guy who wants to play seven or eight games in the summer months and go for a point afterwards? It's hardly a crime. But we've taken on a bit of a Jesuit-type approach to GNO that... If you're not going to do this, this, and this, you're not really welcome in the family. There's another reason for your dropout. And, and yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a life and wanting to do other things with your life and saying, my pastime is GA. I think we're forcing people into their pastime mm-hmm. being soccer because you can play five side in the Astrotroff in soccer. You, if you do play division, whatever, in soccer, there is a games program. It might be a low level, but there is a game every Saturday morning or Sunday morning or whatever. So that's my dream is that people can have lives, lives as well as playing GA. Everyone yep. doesn't have to be obsessed with it. And Kevin, you, you mentioned the, the the fixtures and trying to get them right. This year, like last year, I suppose, is very truncated. A um, bit more leeway, I suppose, this year in that there's a league being played, whereas there wasn't before last year um, because of everything that happened. Um, kind of two questions in, in one almost, like, how did you do you find trying to put that together this year um with the the, the cork credit unions uh, football league cup and and of course the hurling equivalent um obviously there's more groups as well this year as well than there there would be in previous years it's running off very quickly over the space of a month and a half i think um 
and also you mentioned your your maybe long term goal in trying to get all those extra divisions. It's tricky, you know. How do you think it'll be? Um, do you think it'll be a lot more trickier down the line if if you were able to to bring in that? But I suppose first the the truncated season this year. I suppose how difficult yeah, it was trunk, to get truncated that. season this year isn't too bad. We we we've challenged we've lotted junior B, junior A, B, and C combinations from last year where we've rounds to play and the other grades we've county finals to play. So we just need one fine day in August and we're ready to rock again next year. The junior is much more complex because you'll have divisions waiting for those results before they can grade for next year's competition. At senior, we just need to know who won the senior A football two weeks ago. We know Airog are going to fill that spot in Premier Senior. So that's really straightforward. Um, I suppose there is a complication in that, sadly, if Cork lose, it's to our favour and it's easier to play off those remaining games. Um, but then if Cork win and they're in All-Ireland Finals, I'd say people would be happy to play a county final on a Wednesday night if it meant Cork bringing home Sam or Liam, you know. So they'd have to be able to compromise there. So either way, that's going to work out well or badly, you know. it's going to, If Cork are successful, it's going to cause fixture problems for me. But happy days, Cork are winning and everyone is happy. And if Cork lose, we'll be all depressed. But it will mean the games programme will be very much cleaned up ahead of next year. So either way, it's going to be interesting. Um, fixtures are very easy when people want to play games. Okay, so if if you mentioned Douglas, if Douglas want to play hurling and football games, fixtures are easy. We'll put the hurling game and the football game on every second week, and they'll be on at a certain time, and people can base their week around it and say we're going to be playing every Sunday at twelve and so on. It's when people don't want to play, we have a problem, okay? <laughs> so, so fixtures are only as good as the people playing them. And clubs have been really good the last couple of years. Since I've been in this role, like there's a huge desire to get games played. They want to do it. So then it's not as bad as people think. What you need then is cooperation where we have to, get, we have to crash last year's games into the programme now. There is no compromise. If a junior B and C club have players away at the moment or weddings, I'm sorry, the game is going on because the next round is the weekend after. And to show you how tight it is, the county final for the junior B this year is scheduled for the same weekend as the first round of this year's one. So the 2020 final, because we've so many games to get through, is scheduled for the same. Now, you might say, how can that happen? Well, we might give a boy to the teams in the final from last year just to get this year up and running. So when a junior B club sends in a request, can all game go off? It doesn't even go to CCC. They can't go off you'll find people play then, it's really good. We're flying through the championships. So I, I, I suppose in a different context other years would be the leagues in the spring. And being a dual county, we need a very long season. And playing league games in February and so on does mean that pitches are under major pressure at that time of year. I feel now that when counties are get, or when clubs are getting three championship games each, the the old league divisions where teams wanted to play 12 league games in hurling football, I'd be thinking that might come down now to nine maybe. So nine league games, three championship games, that's 12 weekends, that's 24 weekends for hurling football. That's a really good season for a dual club player. Played at the right time of the year, played throughout the summer and, and early autumn. So I suppose that's the difference over the years, Kieran, is, is what is the start date in the spring. But the, this year what we did basically was we'd have the period, so we have the leagues, and we froze the status of clubs because I do think you can see the national leagues this year, the national football league promoting and relegating, promoting and relegating based on half of the games 
it's fair, but it might be 100% fair. I wonder if Cork had had seven football league games, would that give a fair indication of their progress from three league games, which they had? So a bad half an hour against Kildare meant that Cork weren't promoted. A bad half an hour in a seven-game series would not stop you being promoted. Um, so we decided to freeze. We don't think your status should be judged on three games. But at the same time, this year's truncated leagues, the CCC looked at it, we split the leagues. We did a bit of fiddling with the groups too that the clubs took in good faith where if a team were playing each other in championship, that we wouldn't put them together because it would be a waste of the league game this year. That won't happen in the future. So again, yeah. the vision is, is that leagues will really meet the, the needs in terms of participation. And then we're all looking forward to our three group games where your destiny is really decided later in the year. I, I, and I think the yeah. clubs are happy with that, Martin. Split yeah. will help all of that as well. So I really think... Well, I think over five, I think we're halfway through a five-year period where the game's programme nationally and at club level really is going to get to where we want it to be. Um, maybe I was just, with the amount of games, I was thinking of the poor referees and their bad knees, but oh. uh, <laughs> not staff games. But um, is this possibly, before I hand back over to you, do you think this is possibly the way forward with the, the shortened version of the league? Because, it, it, you know, it, it's non-stop. Players are happy. They're playing... Yeah rather than train or whatever uh, you know everybody's happy it gives them a good run into championship whatever COVID aside is this way maybe the way forward? yeah the, the, these numbers would be too small for me I like I, I, I like the groups to be maybe groups of 10 with, with 9 games because because people want to play you know otherwise they're training and if we don't put in sufficient games training and then challenge games and challenge games mean even more regulation and referees getting phone calls and clashing of games and clashing of pictures a proper games program is where everything runs from here so I would I would love groups of 10 all the way down and then as you get to the lower levels to division 12 division 13 and remember now they'd be regional so if you were division if you were a division 10 footballer with your club you'd have north south east and west because while a division one player might have no problem going from Castleton Bear to y'all for a league game it's number one in his life. He's taking it serious at that at senior level on division one, two, or three. I think the fellas like myself who might be playing division 12, 13, 14, or 15, we might have other family commitments that might suit us to play regionally in West, North, or, or South, and so on. So that, that would be the vision. And I don't think that group would play nine games. I think they'd be in it for participation. Maybe they'd be groups of six with five games. And they'd be really in the summer season and not plowing up pitches in February. So I, I do think that we need to bring more nuance to the thing. And I do think playing one junior C championship game a year and two junior C league games, that's not going to meet the needs of the 19-year-old who's not a star, who wants to play adult and he's interested and he's young and he wants to go out on Saturday night with the lads after the match. Let's give him a call in the games. Yeah, um... I'm talking a lot about going out on Saturday nights and was thinking. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'd like, I'd like, I'd, I'd like GA to be inclusive of everyone. It, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. not, it's not just about the lead player. I, 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 I just give you an example. Going back to the year we won the, the minor county, we were sat down. I'd say it was maybe three or four weeks before a championship, and um, we sat down in the dressing room. We were told, right, lads, to so take into account a lot of us had only turned eighteen, and they were like, as you're, you're not to go drinking, no. Between now and the end of the championship, I stupidly stood up and said, "Hang on a second, we've all just turned 18. Do you expect us to all sit in on a Saturday night 
and not go out. Now, we got lambasted by the coaches at the time, but it's very hard to tell lads at 18 years of age, sorry, lads, don't go out and have a good time on a Saturday night. You know? Um, I, I, I think you're telling them to go out by telling them not to go out. Yeah. I think that's like your mother's, you know, telling 16-year-olds not to do this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah. I think it is a reverse effect. What's so cool about all those things they're telling me not to do? I'll have to try them. So <laughs> I, I, I just don't get the mystery that I, I barely drink myself. I don't see the mystery with telling people to or not or anything. Yeah. And I think, but I think the healthiest thing they could be doing is playing sport and socializing with their friends. I think that would be the solve, the solution to alcohol over excess alcohol consumption, obesity issues in the country. What could be healthier than playing sport and having a social life being around that? Otherwise, they're going out at six o'clock on Saturday night. Why not go out at nine o'clock after playing a match for a Yeah, hour? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for, firstly, just just on, on the discussion there, it's it's great to see that you're listening to the clubs and the players and trying to be inclusive of everybody. Um, and it kind of leads into the next question I have in the top. I, I have because. It's something credit unions have really had to look at themselves in the last five to ten years because the banks have gone so far ahead with a lot of things um, and credit unions kind of fell behind or seen as being old-fashioned and everything else. Whereas now in the last couple of years, really, like we've had the current accounts have been introduced and a lot of credit unions are offering mortgages now. Again, that's from listening to the members because that, that's what they want and that's what will keep them with you as opposed to leaving you at 16, 17, 18, and going off to the banks for their loans and mortgages and everything else and current accounts, because once you once you sign up with a current account place, it's very hard to get someone to switch. And when you have a small credit union, like the small, lots of small credit unions around the country that don't offer current accounts and they don't offer mortgages and they're they're just about hanging on. And what's happening with a lot of those is they're amalgamating with a, a bigger credit union down the road. And, and the reason I'm talking about this is we've got 260 clubs in Cork and there's a lot of small clubs there. Your own club would be considered as a, as a small club. Is it beneficial to bring some of those clubs in with a bigger club down the road? I know my brother, I have a brother he's involved down in, in, in Ballinascarity and he's involved with the minors there at the moment. And They lost three or four players there when they came back and a club like that losing three or four players is massive. It could be the difference between being able to field a team for championship and not. So in the long term, is it not beneficial for them just to join and come join with the club down the road? I know it sounds great that we have 260 clubs um, in the county, but long term, would it not be better off bringing some of those clubs and amalgamating with uh, other clubs in the, down the road? Again, I'd measure that off participation. So should two clubs join or not? whatever decision has the more positive impact on players playing GA, I support that, okay? So if it's two clubs with really small numbers and those clubs are not going to exist unless they join, well, instead of zero teams, we join and we create one team, I'm in favour. However, I'm definitely not in favour, and people know this because I've had run-ins with clubs over it, where two clubs that can hang on would like to play a higher grade or okay. yeah. too much work to beg that 15th fella to play and in there maybe amalgamating but you know that they had two teams last year and you're wondering did they did everyone die in the parish or you know what why why don't they have two now yeah very much against the game because that's 
turning two teams into one. That's a net effect of minus one team. So I, I come back to that. I know clubs have a huge role in their community and the club has status and standing and it does so many other things than just play games. But that's my equation. So if you're telling me, should two teams join, if it increases participation or avoids a reduction, I'm in favour of it. Otherwise, I'm not. Okay, so, and, and I look at that in our own club here, we'd be very challenged with certain underage groups and should we join or not. And I've trained underage teams here and I've trained one particular team now. They're, they're great guys now, they're 18, but we had real difficulties with them at under 14. There wasn't huge engagement from their parents and so on. Um, and well, they were the hard team in the club to, to get out. And yet inside yeah. in that group were boys who weren't superstars who loved playing hurling football. And some people would have said, yeah, but if we join up with another team now, we'll be able to let off the lads who are hard work there, the lads we have to beg to play, the lads who want to play and play. My view on that is you're then shrinking our club down. We, we've Rebels Bounty tickets to sell. We've group pitches to cut. We've, we've child protection stuff to do. We've, we've a whole lot of stuff. And if we shrink our club down, what is the end game there? So... And I'm fear I'm not involved in the club directly. No, I'd be on the executive. I wouldn't be over the pitch every night. But a fierce credit for the fellas who are doing that, who are dragging out those last two or three players to keep a team going. Because when you join up, two teams join, you don't end up with 20. Two teams join, you end up with 15. Because the lad who was getting a game in the club because they needed him, they can do without him now. So I'd, I'd be fierce concerned about that. Because once you turn that dial you don't turn it back. Once you amalgamate and join, you don't ever break again because nobody wants to go back down to a lower grade. So it's for life. Whereas if you say, let's not join, let's see if we can hang for another year, we'll know you've got a decision. So amalgamation to me is like amputating a limb. If it saves the patient, okay, the doctor says this limb has to go, otherwise the patient dies, well, we can live without that limb. But you can't put it back on and... Is there a chance the patient, is there any other option we can do here before we take that extreme decision? Yeah. Sorry for being a bit melodramatic, but... No, I understand that, it. It's, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I, I will say in places, in areas of Duhalla, where they join up with underage, and you see the numbers, there is absolutely no way there's two teams there. And when I see that happening, happy days. Clever people have come together. They want the kids to play, so they join up. But if I see it in another area then, and I'm saying, but how many kids are in those primary schools? Is it an easy option? Because it's easier to just join up and good lads will turn up and the bad lads, Jesus, thanks be to God, we don't have to beg them to play anymore. Yeah. Well, that's not the ethos. Yeah. 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 One small thing I'd say about comparing the Douglases to the Kilmeans of this world and Potty Palmer, who, or, sorry, Potty Butler. Potty Palmer is a great friend and mentor of mine, but Potty Butler is a mentor to, I'd say, every J person he ever met. And his words were this at a course I was at one day. He said, don't, you know, always try to make a heaven of your hell. So if you're from the city and you're facing, like the challenge in the city is to get the bodies out. The bodies are there. So the challenge is to get bodies out. And the challenge in urban areas would be to get mentors because you have no problem fielding loads of teams. But it's harder to get mentors in an urban area. Whereas in a country area, you have no problem getting the bodies out, but the bodies mightn't be there. And he said it fascinated him to hear people in urban areas complain about, oh, we can't get people to get involved. And then people in country areas saying, oh, we don't have enough players. And he says, why don't you just turn that in your head? If you're from an urban area, say, isn't it fantastic? We've all these people. All we've got to do is motivate them and get them to the field and our problems are solved. 
And then if you're from a small country place, thank goodness we've only a few sheep to mind. We'll mind them really well and we'll do a brilliant job. So you can look at all these things from the negative. If you're from a small club like mine, happy days. Your kid is going to get a great chance of playing. You're going to get a great chance of being involved because they're going to come to the door and beg you. What an opportunity. So do you see my point? We can always look over the fence and say faraway fields of arena. I'm delighted to be from a small club. I don't want to be from a big club because my family have a better chance of getting onto that field and wearing that jersey. And I have a better chance of being made go over and cut the pitch someday and get up off the couch. If I was from Douglas, I'd be saying, I'm delighted I'm from a big club. We have chances of winning yes. senior counties. I have a better chance of getting a fellow on the Cork team. I'd be going to Parky Keefe every year watching Douglas and Hurley and football. So I have no sympathy for anyone in any place they're from. There's diamonds in every spot. You just, you know, we're all lucky to be where we landed. 100%. And I just can't, the time now is all. There's loads of questions I'd love to ask you, Kevin, but we won't have time from time for it today and uh, fingers crossed I'll get to meet you someday down in Parky Creeve or something and we, we may sure. have one of those points um, we want a match maybe like uh, Kieran's referee uh, well if Kieran is refereeing we'll definitely be in the bar so we'll have fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, just very quickly I suppose going away from the club game for a second how do, how do you think this, the Cork Senior Horizon and Footballers will do this year well, we know we've great young talent coming through. I suppose the, the fear I have is we could be saying that forever, you know. Yeah. But then, like, look at the under-20 footballers over recent years. Look at the under-20 hurlers. That's the best barometer now, even a better barometer than minor. There's no way doubting that there's talent around and maybe more talent than we had five, ten years ago. So that's a great place to start. <clears throat> they do need to go, grow quickly, these boys, because they're being put into leadership positions early. So I think time will tell over the next month and then over the next two to three years. But it is a danger that you will all, you hear so many clubs. We all say, oh, we're not too great at Albury, great underage coming. And you meet them 10 years later, and yeah. they're still saying the same thing. So that's where I am at the moment. Huge hope, huge promise, but we'll have to cash in. And, uh, you know, when you're out there, you know, our young hurlers next Saturday evening, our young footballers the Saturday evening after, saying we're young and promising isn't going to put a score up on the bar, over the bar or up in the scoreboard. So I'm full of hope, but like all Cork supporters, I await upcoming events with interest. So that, that's where yeah. I'd say. I, I think we're very unproven in both calls, but sure, isn't every young star before they set the world on fire, they have to be unproven the day before they do it. Yeah, no, and I'm looking forward, especially you know, Saturday evening should be good now against them. It could be a great test um, and for them. Um, I suppose, Kevin, we're going to finish up on that. I'd just like to say thanks a million for your time. Because as I said at the start, you are very, very busy. Um, I like the way you kind of you look at things. Um, it's kind of a common sense way of looking at not overthinking it. And if a lot more of us looked at things that way, we'd, we'd get a lot further with things. Um, just like to wish you the best of luck with your continuing on in your role. Um, I think the league this year has been successful so far. Um, watching it and following it, everything seems to be going, going seamlessly. I see it myself from the Rebel Old point of view, and those go games are going great, and everyone's just delighted to be back playing. That's you know, see, there's nothing better than seeing a young fellow out there back playing in games this weekend. I'm looking forward to going to Killen on, on Saturday morning, and I look forward I never thought I'd be involved with a team playing Killen football, um, but I'm delighted I am. I'm looking forward to going down there playing them um, because I, I love playing the country teams because you, you get more of a, a physical game uh, than yep. playing the city teams, I think. 
um, which is great. So thanks a million, Kieran. If you want to add anything in there before we finish up, no, um, just uh, thanks very much, Kevin, for taking the time. And, and look, it's great to be working together um, on the partnership uh, between the Cork Credit Unions and Cork GA, because as it's already been touched on, it's a there's almost identical in in being in the communities around the county, touching uh, every corner of the county as well. So uh, it's a great partnership, and, and hopefully that'll. It's the first of three years, but hopefully that'll uh, continue well into the future as well. Yeah, and then I'd like to thank Cork Credit Unions as well. It's, it's, a, it's a great, with all our partnerships, we're looking for that fit because we think they'll be more sustainable and they'll last longer if they're built on good, solid, as you said, common sense foundations. This is the difficulty here. We're going to be flying it next year in all these avenues. You know, the COVID is the difficulty here. So we feel if we run a good show this year, we're really looking forward to next year having our championships mapped out, having our venues, our leagues, our partners all mapped out. So we, we'd like to thank you for, your, for your patience as well, because it's an irregular year in terms of the leagues. We will end up with league cups and finals and so on, and they'll be played in the height of summer. And as you said, that's what it all comes down to. Seeing guys out there in the field and evenings like this, we'll solve all the other stuff after that. Thanks a million, Kevin. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Kieran. Thank you.